At least 70 people have been killed by an airstrike in the Al Maghazi refugee camp in Gaza, according to the Hamas run health ministry. Body bags have been piling outside the Al Aqsa hospital where many of the victims were taken. Israel says it's investigating the incident. It comes amid scaled back Christmas celebrations in Bethlehem and across the occupied West Bank. Let's take a look at some live pictures this morning. We're showing you now the scene in southern Israel, on the border with Israel, looking out to Gaza. Our correspondent, Joe Winwood, has been monitoring the latest developments. For the people of Gaza, there is no respite. This was once a residential block, reduced to rubble. Multiple generations of families are said to have been killed, seemingly caught unawares. We were having dinner when suddenly the bombing started without any warning. In an instant, our house collapsed. The victims were taken to the nearby Al-Aqsa hospital. In a population as young as this, children are so often the victims. This incident already has one of the highest single death tolls since this war began, and it is expected to rise. The Hamas-run health authorities say more than 20,000 people have now been killed in Gaza since Israel launched its offensive. Israel maintains it tries to avoid civilian casualties and blames Hamas for hiding amongst the population. The IDF released new footage showing what it says are tunnels under the strip used for military purposes. Hamas operates from civilian areas. It uses them to cover its terrorist activity. It is a very complex challenge that we face, and we do it well so our forces in the field achieve good results, like the brigade that found the tunnel network. While the vast majority of destruction has been in Gaza, the West Bank has not been spared. In the place where Christianity was born, they marked the birth of Christ by remembering the deaths this conflict has brought. We used here to have the lightning of the tree, Christmas tree in the middle here. And we used to have a big Christmas market in the playground down in the school. And we used to celebrate every night at least for a week before. But this year we are just praying by night the Holy Mass and we will pray for peace. But those prayers are yet to be answered. This has been the most devastating conflict between Israelis and Palestinians in modern times, and it shows no signs of ending. Joe Inwood, BBC News. Now let's go live to Cairo, Egypt, where we can speak to Saddam Saleh. He's the regional development lead at Anera, that's the American Near East Refugee Aid NGO. Now I understand the Sir Saddam, the you have been coordinating some of the aid that is going through to Gaza from the Rafah crossing. Tell me about the situation when it comes to aid at the moment. Um, thank you for hosting me um, today and Merry Christmas to everyone. Um, I've been deployed as an era. Um, uh, I'm already I'm, I'm based in Jordan. I've been deployed to Egypt since the beginning of the war, trying to coordinate the entry of aid. Um, through Egypt to Gaza. So far, Anera been, um, uh, you know, a little bit successful in, um, uh, in uh, allowing uh, some of the aid to get in into Gaza that, you know, we're focusing on food, 
um, so far, Anera been able to distribute over 8 million uh, uh, food parcels, vegetables, baskets, doing shelters cleaning. Um, we were able to do over 1 million medical treatment um, for the health facilities inside, inside Gaza with five pub-up health clinics um, and, and winterization inside Gaza. As you know, you know we're, we're looking inside Gaza, the situation is very dire. We're looking at nine out of 10 people who are eating less than one meal a day. Um, and, and, and this is a, a testament you know, by uh, the World Food Program and the Integrated Food Security uh, classification that was activated just recently that is uh, ringing the alarm that we're looking into a famine in Gaza. Um, we're looking at 85% of Gaza that is being displaced. We're looking at 1.9 million people out of their homes. And Saddam, how much relief has this UN resolution, the Security Council's vote last week, made, if anything, in terms of a difference to the aid that's getting through? Unfortunately, since the very beginning of the war, and this is a, a reality, humanitarian aid um, is... Uh, is not enough. Um, the amount of trucks that are, uh, are are going in inside Gaza are not enough. On normal day before the war, we were looking at minimum 500 trucks going inside Gaza. Today, we're looking at less than 100 trucks going inside Gaza. And we're looking into a, a catastrophe because the displacement, the need is massive. Um, children, are reported who have the dehydration. They're not eating. Um, they, uh, the World Food Program are saying nine out of 10 people are eating less than one meal a day. So that is a testament that the aid that is going in is not enough and we need more of that uh, and we need more humanitarian aid to be allowed in. There are okay. many organizations like Anera who have great responses the very beginning of the war because of the humanitarian situation inside Gaza that we need to support and push for more humanitarian aid to get in inside Gaza. And Saddam, is there anything more your contacts and the, on the ground can tell us about this airstrike today at the Al-Maghazi uh, Al refugee camp? Uh, we're hearing that at least 70 people have been killed there. Absolutely, absolutely. Like we have a team. Um, we've been operating in Gaza for over forty-five years. Our team are from Gaza. The humanitarian workers are um, are at, at the critical position, you know, because of the communication blackout, uh, 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 the bombardment that is happening in a very um, uh, chaotic way. We're we're hearing every day from our team about the risk of distributing aid, but as well about the bombardment that is happening all over Gaza that is challenging the humanitarian distribution inside Gaza, that is creating barriers. Even if you have aid, it's still very difficult to get that aid to where it's needed. So we need a ceasefire. We need more humanitarian aid getting into Gaza to support children, women, the okay. people who are displaced, the 85% of people who are displaced inside Gaza. Okay, Saddam Sayala from Anera, thank you very much for bringing us up to date on the work that your organisation does and on the situation in Gaza. Thank you. Well, we can now cross live to Bethlehem and join our correspondent there, Shaima Khalil.
Uh, Shima, a much more subdued Christmas this year. Regini, Bethlehem feels and looks very, very different. Christmas is supposed to be the height of the season of celebrations here in Bethlehem. The eyes of the world would have been on this place, the birthplace of Jesus for celebrations, leading the world into uh, the marking of Christmas. And yet it looks nothing like its festive self. I've been here for days and I've been at the at Manger Square where the huge Christmas tree is supposed to be, where it would be heaving with activity with pilgrims and tourists celebrating Christmas. None of that is happening. Instead, yesterday, in the place where the tree was supposed to be, many uh, dozens of Palestinian children held a flag, a Palestinian flag, and waved it with a message of solidarity for Gaza's children. The scouts were holding banners saying, we pray uh, for Gaza, Gaza's in the heart. And you do feel that these images that come out of Gaza, including, of course, from Al-Maghazi, where you, what, with, with what you saw in Joe's report and what you've been reporting, they hit very close to home here because many here um, also have family and friends trapped inside Gaza. I spoke to one young man who's on the phone to his father and his father is trapped in a church in the east of Gaza City. And his dad was telling me there's just destruction all around us. And they're very reluctant to move because he says that the roads leading to areas in the south are extremely dangerous but also he said that many people who have moved to supposedly safer areas um, have been killed and that's the complaint that you hear even from people that made it out of the rubble in al-maghazi they've been evacuated from gaza city to come to central gaza only to be hit like they had last night shaima i wanted to ask you um, as well about reports that we're hearing that egypt has now put forward a new proposal for a yep. ceasefire. We've been hearing in the last week or so that talks have resumed and then we haven't really heard much more. What more can you tell us about these yeah. latest reports, hmm. Shima? Yeah, this is another proposal from, from the Egyptians. Remember when Ismail Haniyeh was in Cairo last week, there was a bit of hope that the negotiations could be underway, Ser serious negotiations would be underway. They've had a setback when Hamas came out and said there will be no deal to exchange hostages without a ceasefire, which is out of the question for um, the Israeli government. This is a three-phase proposal um, which, could see, um, which could see weeks uh, of separate weeks uh, of humanitarian pauses, but crucially negotiations on the initial, uh, on, on releasing the um, all civilian hostages in the first phase, then uh, female soldiers in the second phase, and then um, all the hostages ultimately in exchange for several Palestinian prisoners in Israeli jails. And, and, and crucially, uh, the hope is for a push for these humanitarian pauses. We've heard uh, reports from the Israeli media of officials saying the cabinet, the war cabinet is going to meet later today to discuss this. An official was saying, look, this is a first draft. There are going to be many other drafts until a decision is made. And we've, we've heard that several times, remember, Regini, with the UN resolution uh, as well. But potentially this could lead to some serious negotiations. But I think what doesn't change is the stance of both sides. Remember, Israel has suffered one of its biggest losses, uh, soldier losses um, in the last 48 hours. And Benjamin Netanyahu has had to acknowledge this, but said the war is not going to stop. This is going to be a long war. Hamas keeps firing rockets uh, in Israel. This week, sirens were sounding near Tel Aviv. And unless that's, those two stances budge, humanitarian aid and that ceasefire 
is not going to be possible. And I think this is where the biggest, the big challenge for Egypt and other negotiations, uh, negotiators is going to be. Difficult Christmas this year for so many. Shaima Khalil reporting for us from Bethlehem. Thank you very much.